good evening. Welcome to Did You Hear That? My name is Jeff Hare. Glad you're with me on a Saturday night, wherever you may be across this great land of ours. Like a real official, you know, like, a, you know, like Walter Cronkite or somebody like that, you know. Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. America and all ships at sea. Walter Winkle. <laughs> One of those kind of moods. Today. On behalf of my producer, the great Russ Omar. He got mad at me, said I was talking while he was doing his thing. So, okay, I'll let him do his thing. Right, Omar? <laughs> okay, so today, like I said, I'm kind of in a weird mood today. I got to thinking, and uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things that just happened to come to my mind. I don't know what brought it on or anything like that. But I got to thinking about one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Okay, so this goes back a few years ago. Um and really, it was kind of a sad story, really. I don't know why it just kind of wound me up, but I guess it did. But uh, I was, uh, it happened actually on a high school football field. I was refereeing a football game. And when this when this incident happened, and, and looking back at it now, I told the story a few times. A lot of people think it's kind of funny, and in some ways it is, but really it's it's one of those deals. But uh, anyway, I was doing this football game on a Friday night light situation in a small town about, oh, 20 miles outside of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, my hometown. And the school in question here was a, a good place. I'd gone over there a bunch. I did a lot of games over there over the years. Beautiful little place. Sit in a rural setting and it's everything you would imagine Friday night lights to be. You know, the whole town shows up and they got good food and the band's out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the cheerleaders are all having fun and everybody's out. Uh, it, it, it is a good time. It is Americana at its very best. And I always love going and doing those type of games. So that night we get there and they're playing a, a small school called East Central. East Central, you know, how some schools have strange names like East Central and Northwest and over there. And there's, there's a school in Iowa actually called Interstate 35. And it's because it is located on Interstate 35 south of Des Moines. But anyway, so anyway, I'm doing this East Central. I never ever officiated them before. They're about 80 miles or so away from this town I was in. And uh, I don't know how they got the game, but I, I was contracted to do it. And I went out there and it was a beautiful night and everybody was all there. And we get going, and early on in the game, a young man is running a ball, and he gets hit, and I could hear his leg break. I mean, I hear the sound. I could still to this day. I hear it. I'll wake up at 3 in the morning sometimes and hear that noise. And uh, real, real upsetting, as I say. The young man went down, and I'm on the whistle right away, and I stopped the play. And <clears throat> Excuse me, one of those nights. Anyway, the young man is uh, uh, clearly in a lot of pain, and he's just screaming and down there, and I get him calmed down, and I get the teams off of the sidelines. And I run over to the other side and get the home team management to contact uh, the ambulance, which what procedure is protocol to do and get everybody off to the side and get them away from the young man. Uh, and we do that. And there the team is out. They've got, I don't know, a player or two, somebody trying to take care of this young man. And really, I noticed there wasn't really any coaches. And this is what I found out later, that this team from East Central had only brought one coach. Not only did they only bring one coach, but he was also the bus driver. And he didn't know what to do. He's standing over the kid. I don't know what to do. Well, we're going to get the ambulance. And as I say, it's in a complete rural setting. So you could hear the ambulance coming from a long way. So uh, the ambulance gets now. I, I do want to say one thing about this stadium uh, where, at the school where it was. You parked up high on top of a hill, and then you walked down to the bottom of the hill where the football field was. And it wasn't a real steep drop, but it was, you know, 20, 30 feet or so that you'd park and then you'd walk down to the, to the field. It was a beautiful little setting. You had trees around it and all that. It was really kind of neat. 
So we hear the ambulance. We see the ambulance pulling the parking lot. And I'm telling the young man, I said, look, ambulance is here. We're going to get you squared away, you know, get you out of here and get you some help. And, and, you know, we feel for you. And the kid is just in tears and he's in a lot of pain. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And the ambulance gets out. The ambulance drivers, two EMTs get out of the ambulance and they grab their two boxes of gear in, in each hand. Four boxes total, two, one, two, each hand, right? That's what I said. And they come down the hill. One guy makes it and comes over to where I'm standing next to the player. The other man rolls down the hill. He falls and completely rolls down the hill. So he's laying at the bottom of the hill. The other guy's over with me with the young man on the other side of the field. And he's taking care of this man. He says, okay, Joe, give me this. Joe, Joe, Joe. Now this is the EMT looking for his buddy Joe, right? Doesn't see him. He looks at me and says, where's Joe? I said, well, I think he's laying over there in the ground. He said, okay, I need his gear right away, but I need him too. So can you go over and find out what's going on? Sure can. So I run over to the field there, and Joe was laying there, and I kid you not, he broke his leg. So I got Joe with a broken leg on one side, a young football player on the other side with also a broken leg. So I grab Joe's gear, and I run it over there, and I bring the two boxes over, and I set them down for the, the other guy. And he said, well, where's Joe? Joe's got a broken leg. He says, no, the young man here's got a broken leg. No, 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 no. Joe rolled down the hill. He's got a broken leg. The guy looks at me and he says, without missing a beat, he says, we got a serious problem. I said, yeah, I know. But no, he said, no, you don't, you don't know. He says, this boy here's in a lot of pain. I cannot administer a shot of morphine. Only Joe is certified to do this. And I says, huh, you can't do it? He goes, no, I can't. I'm not certified to do it. I cannot give out the morphine. He says, he has to do it. So I said, well, what are we going to do? And the EMT looks at me and says, I don't know, you have to think of something. Me? I have to think of something? I work in an office all day. Playing a computer all day. I have no idea what to do. There's a sign up to officiate from the 85 bucks I get to do a varsity game. I mean, come on. Yep, got to think of something. So I'm looking around trying to think of something to do, and I run over to the athletic director, and he doesn't know. I mean, he's a great guy, and he says, man, Jeff, I, I, I just I don't know what to do. I see two highway patrolmen on the scene. They had come in with the ambulance. So I get him up and said, guys, I need your help. We're going to have to do something here. Do you guys have any idea what we can do here? we got to get only he could administer the shot. And the two hundred patrolman looked at, looked at me and says, looked at each other, looked at me and said, well, I don't know if we can help you. What do you mean you can't help me? Well, it's not what we can do. Just don't go anywhere. So I told two hundred patrolman to stand there. I ran back over and says, I have no idea. What do you think? And, and uh, again, the EMT is working kids. I don't know, sir, but you've got to come up with something quick. This boy's in a lot of pain. So I said, let me ask you a question. Suppose we bring the ambulance down the field, which is what we're going to have to do anyway to get this boy on, the, on it, right? On the rig, right? And he goes, yep. Can we go over and pick your buddy up first, bring him over here, lay him on the side of the thing, of the, the back of it, wheel the football player in, the kid who's in a lot of pain, and as your buddy is laying there, he can lean over and administer the shot? Guy says, well, I, I suppose it's going to work. I don't know what else to do. I said, yeah, I suppose it's going to work too. Now, I run back over to the highway patrolman. I says, okay, guys, I got an idea. And the highway patrolman says, let me stop you right there. Okay. What are you going to tell me? He says, we're not going to give you another ambulance. There's two ambulances for this part of the county, and you got one of them. That's all you're going to get. Well, thank you, Mr. Helper. But again, what do you want me to do here? Do you think that's something I planned or something I had something to do with or something I'm coordinating? I'm just trying to save the young man from a lot of pain and trying to help this other guy here. And the highway patrolman looked at me and said, well, I don't know what to tell you. So I do. This is what we're going to do. He's going to bring the rig down to here, the, the ambulance down here to the, to the injured guy here, the EMT. 
You guys are going to help him load him into the ambulance. They're going to take him across the field. Then you're going to help load the football player who's injured, who's laying there screaming, and you're going to help him get into the ambulance. So the two of them are going to be laying there together. And this man who is certified to give the shot is going to have a syringe in his hand, and he's going to give the football player who's screaming in pain because he broke his leg a shot to get him to the hospital so we can get him fixed. Highway Patrolman says, well, Mr. B, it's not our job. We don't do that. I said, okay, here's where, here's where we're going to differ on opinion. I'm a civilian. I'm not trained for any of this. I will do it because I'm a good guy. But if something happens to that young man, I am not taking a fall for it. I'm going to come back after you two guys who are subduly sworn to protect the citizenry. I'm going to come right back to you and say, you guys walked away from it and let a, a civilian who's not trained in anything, in any administer first aid, let him put him on the ambulance. I said, I'll stand here. I will help you. I will assist in any way I can, but I need you guys. I can't do this on my own. You guys look at each other kind of sick looking. All right, all right. You made your point. I said, okay, so about this time the ambulance gets down here. We lift the other guy up and we get him inside the back of the ambulance. Ambulance, uh, the good EMT, the healthy EMT, then jumps in, drives the ambulance across the field. They get the stretcher out. They put the young man in. They wheeled him in there. And the guy with the EMT who's injured with a broken leg administered a shot of morphine. So the young man finally was getting some relief of pain after maybe 15 or 20 minutes of being in sheer agony. Kind of a strange thing. 10 minutes, two broken legs on opposite ends of a high school football field, a small town in the middle of nowhere, right? And what are the chances? Of course, I don't know, football, there's always a good chance, I guess. But anyway, so we get everybody in the ambulance and everybody situated, and we're slamming the back door, and I'm helping them get everything put away because once the highway patrolman did it, they took off. They were long gone. They had to get some speeder, I guess. And me, I was helping the ambulance driver pick up the gear and getting it back in and getting them all situated up. And uh, I said to the guys, I shut the door. Where are you taking him, by the way? He goes, Cedar Rapids, Mercy. I said, okay, thank you. Boom, off the ambulance goes. We get both the teams lined up. We go out and we start playing. All right, everything's fine and good. <clears throat> okay, game's going on maybe a minute or two into it. I get a uh, request from the from, from the East Central co uh captain he said my coach needs to see you so i walk over there and again it's one guy now nobody else just one guy i said what can i do for you he says his the boy's parents are over here nobody told them anything i said are you kidding me i said you stood here with them and didn't help them or didn't direct them to me or anything yeah i didn't know what to do of course you didn't let me talk to him so i walk over to the parents the mother is absolutely frantic the dad he does he's just the same way he doesn't know the mother i could just hear yelling Where's my son? Where did they take my son? And, and the dad, he pulls me aside and says, look, my wife's having a hysterical. He said, look, we've never been here before. We're a long way from home. We don't know what's going on. I said, okay. They took your boy to Cedar Rapids Mercy Hospital. Now, I'm from Cedar Rapids. If you got a pen and paper, I will write you directions to how to get there. If you don't, we're going to go to this coach and we're going to get it from him. Somebody in this crowd is going to have a pen and paper, but we're going to get you situated. Friday night lights, big crowd. Dark skies, everything just like you'd imagine. Big lights on, halftime band playing. They're doing their thing. Their cheerleaders doing their thing. We stop so I can write down directions for those parents to get them to the hospital. And I was glad to do it too. I didn't mind at all. So we're stopping for me, guys. You're waiting on me. Okay, guys, you go down here. You turn left here. You turn right here. You go in there. That's where they took him. Okay, there you go. Thank you very much. Boom. They took off. We did the game without incident. As a Again, every time we've gone out of that school, we've never had a problem. And East Central, those kids are just pretty shook up. And their coach, I don't know. I don't know the guy. 
again, he was just a kid right out of college and he gets a job and they say, all right, you're the football coach. And by the way, we only have you and you know, I drive a bus and <laughs> you know, this poor kid doesn't know what's going on. And uh, so after the game gets over, Omar and I are driving back to Cedar Rapids. And uh, I say to him, I mentioned to him, I say, Hey, uh, what do you say? We stopped by the hospital. I want to make sure those people got there. Okay. Make sure they're, I mean, they have nobody, they don't know who to talk to or anybody. I just want to make sure they're situated. Omar said, yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, so we did. So we swung into the hospital and we walked in. We're still wearing our stripes. That was a funny thing. We're still wearing our uniforms. We walk in the crowded waiting room on a Friday night at 1030 at night. If you've ever been in a hospital waiting room on a Friday night at 1030, you know what I'm talking about. People everywhere. A lot of bad things going on, but, you know, Omar and I are there in our stripes. And the receptionist just waves us in. She goes, uh, he's a uh, third room in the right on the back. How do you know who we're here to see? They just brought a football player in a few minutes ago. We knew the officials. We assume that, okay, yeah, you know what? Good point. She goes, I put two and two together. Yeah, I'll give it to you. So we walked back there. The young man was sedated. The mother was still crying. The dad, and he came over and shook my hand. I shook his hand. I said, now, what's the situation? Well, they think we're going to need an operation tomorrow, and we just don't know what to do. I said, well, so I gave him directions to some hotels, and, and Cedar Rapids is a place where there's a lot of hotels on one road there. And there's a couple of restaurants. I said, you can go up there, 24-hour restaurants. You, you know, let your son get situated and go up there and get yourself checked in. And they said, oh, thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. I gave him all the information. Didn't think anything about it. I went out and I think Omar and I went to Buffalo Wild Wings and watched football and ate Wild Wings the rest of the night or something much like we always did. So, uh, oh, a couple of days later, I didn't even, you know, I guess that was pretty nice. Monday, I get a phone call in my office. I actually got two calls. But the first call I got was from the Iowa High School Athletic Association. Uh, their head guy calls me up and he said, I want to tell you thank you for what you did. Uh, this is the reason we get into this to protect the kids. And he said, you did a great job. And thank you for that. And I said, well, thank you very much, sir. Is this going to help my playoff chances this year? And he goes, oh, no. But, it, you know, it's a good thing you did. You helped. And I laughed about that. I did all right with playoffs. But anyway, he uh, made a comment. I, I really appreciated what he said. And a few minutes later, I get a call from the superintendent of East Central School, Schools. And he's telling me, he says, I want to, my, on behalf of the parents and myself, we want to thank you for everything you did. I said, sir, I got one couple questions for you that have to be asked. But first off, why would you send a team, football team, 80 miles away with one coach? And he's a bus driver. I mean, what do you think was going to happen? I mean, what, what if his parents weren't there? The boy's parents weren't there. I mean... They're going to take him off to a hospital. Nobody knows where he's at. What are you going to tell his parents when they, they get home? We don't know where your kid is. He got injured and they took him off somewhere. I mean, this whole thing, sir, is just not not good in a lot of levels. And the superintendent said, you know, he said, I'm glad you brought all that up, and I'm going to take it to the board. We're going to come up with something, but something has to happen. You're exactly right. And I said, well, I just worry about the boy. And I said, his parents said that they were just scared out of their mind. They didn't know what was going on. And, uh, you know, and I said, just think if they wouldn't have made the trip. Got one guy here, and he had no idea. He been. I says, in fairness to him, he's what twenty two years old. I mean, he has no, no idea how to do anything. I mean, it's not on him. And he said, "You're exactly right, Jeff." And thanks for bringing it up. And uh, about a week later, man, maybe a month later, I should say, I got a phone call from the same man, and he said, "I just want you to know, we have put uh, together uh, some new rules about this, and there'll never be this situation again." And you're exactly right. You hit it right on the head, and it scared a lot of people. And you know, we got to fix. I said, great. Now, how's this boy? And he said, well, the boy had surgery. He was in the hospital about a week. Uh, he's recovering fine. And uh, he hopes to be ready for next season. I said, really? An injury like that? I don't even know if I'd play again. He's laughing. He says, well, that's a discussion he and his dad are having. Yeah. But uh, anyway, 
He said the boy's going to be fine. Uh, and one last postscript on the whole thing. The other EMT, he also was fine. He turned out to be okay as well. So they got them both fixed up. And no words for the wear. And again, it's not, it, it, it's it's a humorous little story, but it's not. It's kind of sad in a lot of ways. But fortunately, it all ended up, uh, it all ended up well. I'm glad the young man is okay. I tell you what, looking back at it, I was scared out of my mind. I didn't know what to do. And it's just a matter of like, hey, don't look at me. Everyone's looking at me like, you know, hey, I'm a high school football official. I make $85 to be here. I got another job. You know I mean? I'm just doing it to, to love the game and want to help kids. And this is just not, <laughs> you know, bigger minds of mine got to solve these issues, you know. But uh, anyway, I'm glad we did. We're part of it. But. Thanks for tuning in to Did You Hear That? My name is Jeff Hare. Once again, uh, I appreciate you every single time and every single comment and all the stuff you give us. We'll be back. Now, my schedule next week, I'm going to do a personal week tomorrow night like I always do, but my schedule next week, I'm kind of tired. I'm going to be playing pickleball a couple nights. i got a couple big games lined up. i got to talk about that, too. My pickleball game is, you know, I always used to say, my golf game, every time I played, it got worse. I'm beginning to think that same thing about my pickleball game. Maybe it's because I'm old and I'm out of shape and I'm trying to do things that 22-year-old kids can. I don't know. Maybe that's it. But and then, hey, I'm going to see Lay Miz on uh, Wednesday night. So, man, of course, you know how that goes. You know, musical, Lay Miz, Lay Miz Rock. I've seen the score for you, but I don't think you want to hear it. Anyway, thank you. On behalf of my producer, Russ Omar. <laughs> My name is Jeff Hare. Take her away, Freddie Hubbard.